0: now, another Rock Sports Network presentation. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Inside Pitch. I'm Sal Majorana, I'm alongside my good pal, Jim Mandalero. And Inside Pitch is brought to you by... Caliber Deli. It's grilling season. Well, not quite. We're kind of past grilling season now. We need to update <laughs> this uh, promo, Gary. But anyways, well, give your it's grill a thrill. Out. It is. Give your grill a thrill with Zweigels hot dogs, sausage, and a full line of deli meats for your backyard barbecue. Caliber Deli, 1386 Buffalo Road in Gates. On today's show, in the leading off segment.
1: Well, we're going to discuss the
0: Can hottest city, city in baseball. Where's New my, York? Where's my Yankees. Mets jersey? We're going to talk about the Yankees and the Mets. Um, suddenly both of those teams are right in the thick of the wild card you chase, are,
2: did you get hurt jumping off the Cubs bandwagon? I'm on the Cubs bandwagon oh, full You're on two board. bandwagons,
0: though. I'm on two bandwagons. I've always been a Yankees fan. You bandwagon. can't be full bore because if they meet the Yankees, I'm not on anybody's bandwagon. Well, I'm Yankees, a true Yankees Cubs,
2: in. Yankees, Cubs,
0: World Series. Uh, this year, I'd root for the story. I'd have to root for. the I
2: Cubs. do not believe that for a second. I
0: do. I'd have to root for the Cubs. I
2: can't believe a Yankee diehard like you would. I hope am, have seen the but Lutes. they've
0: won 27. I'd have to root for the story.
2: Yeah, I I didn't know they've won 20. I've never heard a Yankee fan tell me they've won 27. Boy, I get to the next rest of the show. Four of them you've been alive for, pretty much. Right, um, so we're going to talk about the seventh inning stretch. That's we're going to talk, gonna talk about, about the seventh inning stretch, and we'll, we'll take a deeper look at the American League East, by the way, which is led alone by the Boston Red Sox. Yes. Um, but it could be, it could be a four-team race. We'll talk about that. We'll also take our weekly stroll down memory lane with this week in baseball, and we'll discuss. I threw this little minor league nugget in because it kind of bugs me. How one of the worst teams in AAA.
0: Could become a champion this year. Wow. And then in the bottom of the night Jim and I are going to weigh in on another blunder from umpire Jim Joyce. Um, yeah, that'll be fun. Wait, wait till you get to that one. Yeah. All yeah. right. So leading off, Jimmy, um, the hottest teams in baseball. New York, New York. Our New York, New York. Play, <coughs> play Frank for us. Really. I am st- I'm shocked by the Yankees. I did not see this coming. Five in a row. They've won five in a row. The biggest, <coughs> the biggest thing was they swept the Blue Jays, yep. which I know you're very happy about because that knocked. Toronto out and yeah. put Boston in first place for your for your Red Sox. That The, the Blue Jays have owned the Yankees really for the last couple years. I think this is the <coughs> first time New York's even won a series against Toronto in the last, I think it's two years now. So that was shocking. And then last night, we're, ta- we're taping Friday. Um, Tampa Bay came to town, gave the Yankees a real good game. But Tyler Austin, one of the rookies, hits a walk-off homer in the ninth inning. Um, five in a row, they're there two back of the wild card, but only trailing... Um, uh, Detroit right now to jump into that that you know, first spot right behind Baltimore and or Toronto Boston whatever so who are you pulling shocking. for
2: uh, this weekend
0: Baltimore at Detroit um, well I guess. Baltimore right now because Detroit is ahead of the Yankees. So you want to get they need to, to at least in. they need to at least jump above Detroit to be yeah. on the cusp of it. And then don't forget they play Baltimore at
2: the end of the season.
0: At the end of the season they play well. They play all except for three games against the Dodgers next week. The rest of the Yankees schedule was all <coughs> ALE. So they'll have a chance to play against Baltimore and hopefully you know beat them head to head. So yeah, I hope Detroit uh, or Baltimore wins that series, gets them out of the w- gets Detroit below the Yankees, and then here we go. So,
2: so we'll see. Five in a row, 22 and 13 since dealing Chapman, Beltran, and Miller at the trade deadline. How do you explain
0: it? Yeah, that's that is because uh, at that point, you know, all Yankee fans wanted the wanted the team to get rid of those guys and start building for the future, and they did. They got rid of three really good players. They brought these kids up, um, and that was supposed to be the turning of the corner, but certainly not. Uh, to be expected to jump into the playoff race, we thought play the rest of the season out, get these kids some at bats, get them some innings, and move on to 2017. But hey, they've come out, they've played really well. And the funny thing is, Jim, everyone's talking about the young kids and how they've, you know, they've, you know, jump started this <coughs> this great uh, turnaround for the Yankees. Really, <laughs> they haven't done a whole lot. Judge and Austin got off to that incredible start, home runs in their first at bat. Um, They haven't done squat since until Austin's home run last night. And then the other guy, Gary Sanchez, obviously was great for about two weeks there, but he has cooled off considerably. He had a terrible, uh, basically terrible week um, last weekend into the early part of this week. So the kids are making it interesting, but hey, some of these veteran guys have played pretty well, Jim. They have. Some of their veteran guys, McCann all of a sudden, He's hitting the ball great? They've gotten really good pitching. The relief pitching is pretty good. So there's a lot of things at play that the Yankees. Now, now, can they can they maintain it for the final whatever it is, 25 games? I don't know. It's one of those things where they've taken so much to get to this point. Yeah. At some point, maybe it stops. But it's been fun. It's been a fun well, you've two got weeks for sure.
2: Three games against the Dodgers, and then then the final 20 are against the AL East. Right. So, and you're doing what the Red Sox can't do, which is taking care of the Rays. Yeah. Um, what's up with that? Certain teams have problems. I, I think it was the – maybe I'm wrong. The Senators always beat the Yankees at some point in their Yankees run, Mickey Mantle run. But there was there's teams that, for whatever reason, you have problems with, and your problem was with Toronto, and you solved that problem.
0: Well, so far.
2: Binder Joe trotted out five players Thursday night who were 26 or younger. Mm-hmm. Now, someone we both respect as a great baseball person, Frank Belofsky, um, recently put on Facebook that he thinks – this is Joe Girardi's finest managing, th- and this is a guy that won a World Series. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not a big Girardi fan. You know this. I've said this over and over and over again. I don't particularly like his style. He he he's too much by the numbers. We call him Binder Joe. Um, I don't think he I don't think he manages enough by feel. But given the deck of cards he had to play with this year, Jim, with all these old guys, um, the A Rod fiasco, <coughs> you know, his his departure from the team, and then bringing up these young kids, which the Yankees have never done. They've never gotten to this point in the season where they're going to turn it over to kids and play it out. Yeah, I think Girardi has done a nice job. Now, again, you got to have players who perform, and some of these guys have come through. Didi Gregorius, I mean, who would have thought when they signed Didi Gregorius last year that he would become the player he's become this season? He's like one of their key guys. I mean, he had the big hit the other night against Toronto, the triple, that tied the game. Then he scored the winning run. On the Castro sacrifice fly, the guy's been in the middle of really everything that's been good about this recent stretch. Dee's right there in the middle of it. Um, you know, even guys like Tashera, Headley, Gardner with an amazing catch the other night to oh, save to save that game. I mean, they they have had some contributions up and down the lineup, and it's been good to see because for the first four and a half months, that wasn't happening.
2: It's been a great run. I mean, we have four teams in the AL East that are separated by four games. Two of them are the Red Sox and the Yankees. You can't get better than that. No, it is.
0: The, the AL East is the, without question the best division, uh, the, well, the most interesting the division most interesting. in baseball this year. And, you know, we, we've talked about the Orioles and how they've hung on and stayed in this thing. So they've been, they've been impressive. Um, and the Red Sox, I thought the Red Sox, Start of the year, I think I said. That I thought they were the best team in the division. Them and Toronto, I thought, were the two teams that I thought would battle at the end. But here, here the Yankees and Orioles are still hanging in there. It's going to be a great finish to the season. Too bad the stupid football season started, and no one's going to be watching this now, but it's great. If you're a baseball fan, and especially an AL East, uh, one of those teams, fan of one of those teams, it's going to be a great finish.
2: All right, well, we'll circle back to the AL East in our next segment, but let's talk about the Mets. So, yep. you know, first of all, what do you think of this Tim Tebow signing?
0: Well, You knew somebody was going to do it. I'm kind of surprised it was the Mets because the Mets don't need that type of attention. They yeah. play in New York. I mean, I know they're second cousins to the Yankees all the time, but they weren't last year. They went to the World Series. So Trying to steal the back page? I guess, whatever. I, that's only really good for a day or two. I still don't think Tebow has a chance in hell. I don't either. Of ever playing for the Mets. Um, you know, he's going to the probably go to the Instructional League. I'll, I'll be very curious to see how he even handles that level because once they're pitching to actually try to get you out, it's a whole lot different than batting practice out in Los Angeles uh, in a tryout for for a bunch of major league teams, I, I, well, I what I thought was really typical. Tim Tebow, he he cuts this deal with the. Did you hear about this? Contract? I was just going to ask you if that was true. <laughs> yeah, he cut his contract, so he'll he'll work in the instructional league all fall, but he needs Saturday or Friday and Saturday off so he can work for the SEC That's network. Unbelievable. I mean, Tim Tebow is he's, he's an, a he self promoter. He is an attention horror. Yep. Um, I have nothing against the guy. Great college football player. I knew he'd fail in the NFL. Me too. But he never seems to be able to get enough of himself. He has to constantly be in the news. And to me, his his pursuit, you can't fault the guy for pursuing uh, his the opportunity to play baseball since he does have some talent. But it just makes me a little bit irritated that all these kids who have played the game all their lives and are struggling through oh, the minors right now. I think he's gonna be resented a big time. He's taking up a spot. He is taking up somebody's spot. in, hey, whatever. Thirty-year-old. Again, guy. it's America. If that's what you want to do, you can do it. If some team signs up for it, you see what he said. The, the Mets have done it.
2: His two biggest regrets were that he not not a regret that he chose football over baseball, but that he couldn't play baseball. And then the hardest other decision was choosing Florida over Alabama, because he's got to get that in that he was Alabama caliber, <laughs> that he could have played for Saban. And you know and the Florida fans don't want to hear that. Well,
0: at the time, Florida was the better team. They won national championships. Right. Alabama wasn't the Alabama of today. So I don't know what he was trying to say there. But right. T- Tim Tebow again. I'm sure he's a good guy, Christian and all that, but he really is a self-promoter, and he's full of himself, and, you know, America seems to just eat this stuff up. I'm with you, though. We'll I'm shocked see. it's the Mets. Yeah, I just didn't get that. I thought one of those... You
2: think they're back on track with Sandy Elderson, and then they pull the circus move, Yeah. and they don't need to. Where's he even going to play?
0: I guess I can't imagine him even getting past A-ball, but we'll see. Maybe well, it'll
2: surprise us. Somehow, them. without Tim Tebow, the Mets have climbed back into it. In fact, they are into it. They actually are leading in the wild-card race. They're 13 and three since Yuenna Cespedes came off the DL, which says a lot for him. Yep. But say, I was looking at this thing; they're doing it without David Wright, Neil Walker, Stephen Matz, Jacob Degrom, Lucas Duda. I mean, how are they
0: doing it? Matt Harvey. Yeah. Matt Harvey. I, I don't know. they they've gotten some guys come up to pitch. Young guys, Gesselman's one of them. Lugo's another who've pitched pretty well for them. Um, they've started to hit the ball. There was a time there in the middle of the summer the Mets were just god-awful with runners in scoring position. They were the worst in the league. They batted like 200 yeah. with runners in scoring position. So they're starting to get some contributions. Um, you know, look at the stats here. I, I think um, Cespedes has been, He was how long was he out, Jimmy? Do you remember? I don't know. what the, What his deal was? They missed him in the middle of the lineup, mm-hmm. though, that's for sure. So he's got, right now, he's got 28 homers and 71 RBIs. Um, oh, the other guy, Walker, you mentioned Walker, uh, He's right? in the 60-day DL. He's I out. Mean, he's got shoulder surgery. Unbelievable. You know, they signed James Loney during the season. He's been pretty good for them. Um, Wilmer Flores, couple big pinch hit home runs. Cabrera's played well. Uh, the one guy they got to get going is Conforto. He's batting two he He's been up and down in the minors this year. Um, they thought he was going to be their next power hitter, power hitting outfielder. It really hasn't come through for them yet. Um, Granderson, how about this line, Jimmy? Curtis Granderson, 25 home runs. You would think 75, 80 RBIs, 45 RBIs oh my gosh. for 25 home runs. So that just tells you the Mets had, it, throughout the year just weren't getting guys on base and coming yeah. through. He has a bunch of solo home runs. So, hey, good for the Mets. I think it's always good when the Yankees and the Mets are involved in the, uh, in the play. I, I totally
2: agree. Now, Will, as we tape this, I want you to make a prediction. Which of those teams will make the playoffs,
0: Yankees, Mets? Uh, if I had to pick between those two, I would say the Mets because the Mets so you right You can now, pick both. No, I don't. Th- I, I don't think the Yankees are going to finish the deal. I, I think that um, ultimately it's going to be either Boston or Toronto winning the division, and then they, the other team and maybe Baltimore or Detroit yeah. will get that wild card. I think it's, I still get. Like I said, the Yankees have done so much to get to this point. I'm not sure they'll finish it off. The Mets, however, they're right in the position Easy right now. Easy schedule the rest of the, the way. Card- they do. And the Cardinals have been such an up and down, crazy team, you're never quite sure what you're going to get out of them. So I think the Mets have a better chance to jump past the Cardinals and stay in there. Hell. The Giants could be the team that flies. It could be the Mets and the Cardinals when it's all said and done. The yeah. Giants have been awful in the second half of the year. So maybe they're not going to be in the playoffs. But all I right. think the Mets over the Yankees.
2: Before we go to break, I want to do this quickly. Ten teams make the playoffs. Is that right? One, two, three, and yes, two wild ten cards. teams. Who's a shoein'? Now, this is what I have. You tell me. Cubs are a shoo-in, right?
0: Oh, absolutely,
2: 100%. Nationals? Yes.
0: Dodgers? Uh, Dodgers lead that division by five games, and Kershaw starts tonight, so he's back. Nice bonus. Nice little bonus, so yeah, I think the Dodgers are in.
2: And I say Rangers-Indians. Yeah,
0: I I can't argue with that so any of those. So half
2: the field is set. But the
0: other half is not, and no. that's what makes the beauty of the wild card.
2: What's going to help teams like Detroit, though, is that those four teams in the AL East are going to beat each other up yep, this month.
0: that's true. I don't know what Detroit's schedule was in well, the Well, they're probably here.
2: playing Minnesota and Chicago and well, those teams. You know what? Why don't we check it City, who's not out of it.
0: Let's check it real quick and see. because I mean, I'm watch out the Royals, you know. Detroit has, okay, let's see here. Baltimore for these three. They've got Minnesota four, seven. They've got Minnesota seven times. They yeah. finished with three well, against Atlanta. So, yeah, they've got some opportunity. A Cleveland, Cleveland
2: team that might just be it, setting themselves up exactly. for the playoffs. By the
0: end here, they've got Cleveland at home for four. Oh, well, they close
2: right. in against Atlanta. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I just said. Yeah, so, so.
0: they've got a good chance. They've got a good chance. They'd All have right. to hit a big slump here. All right, you want to go for a break? Yeah, and
2: then we got to talk about
0: the American League East. All right, for the juiciest, biggest, juiciest stub and s- steak sub in Rochester, visit Calabresella's Deli, 1386 Buffalo Road in Rochester, Slash Gates. Stop in for lunch or take out subs. as why as hot dogs, the and family gatherings, or town party. Jim and I will be right back.
1: For the biggest, juiciest submarine sandwiches in Rochester, visit Calabresella's Deli on Buffalo Road in Gates. Sink your teeth into one of our signature hot or cold subs, including the Dominator, Colon Kicker, Italian Stallion, assorted and more. Eat in, take out, or have us cater your next event. Visit us before your next backyard barbecue. We offer a full line of Zweigel's Hots, Sausages and Deli Meats. Calabresella's Deli, 1386 Buffalo Road in Gates. Hello everyone and welcome back to Inside Pitch. I'm Sal Mayorano, me and Jim Mandalero.
0: And we always talk about the AL East. So we've covered a lot of it already with the Yankees, but there are a few other teams making some noise there.
2: Yeah, I'm a, little, I'm a little nervous as a Red Sox fan. Somehow they're in first place, and I say somehow because unless you follow a team, you don't realize how many blunders they've had throughout the course of the season. Right. I, I can remember a Saturday game against Toronto that they blew like a four-run lead. They've blown leads against Tampa Bay, but here they are, one game ahead, and i got to be honest, I shouldn't, I shouldn't think small, but I would be okay with winning one out of the three in Toronto and then being tied after that series. So now we're tied and we're done in Toronto. I think we're done in Toronto. I know they host Toronto the last three at Fenway. So I'm just trying to tread water. And tonight, it or uh, yeah, tonight it's Rick Porcello, 19 and three. Is this like the biggest story of the <laughs> how you, year? How do to figure mean, that out? Uh, where would they be without Rick Porcello? I know. And somehow, by the way, David Price is like 15 and nine. He's really righted himself. Yep. Uh, against Marco Estrada, 8-7. and seven. So this is how close the series has been. Toronto is 7-6 and six against the Red Sox. Both teams have scored 62 runs against each other. It's going to be a great series. Yeah,
0: it is. The, the Red Sox, I'm looking, they had that West Coast trip, which was the last one of the year. Oh my God. Started great, blew out Oakland twice. Then had losses, 2-1, um, to and or one nothing and 2-1 to one so to Oakland a, and San Diego. So you can't lose so you're like, games. You can't lose. But they did bounce back and took the last two against San Diego. So that was good for them. Now they have a day off. They come back for this huge series against the Blue Jays up in Toronto. And they're going to get an angry Blue Jays team because they did not play well against the Yankees. They played know. lousy in those three I games. Know. They'll be fired up. They'll be fired up. They're back home. They haven't <coughs> been home for a while. I think they had about a 10-game road trip or something like that. So yeah, that's going to be a tough weekend for the Red Sox. If they can get one, you're right. They're right there. They're tied. If they yeah. get one, they'd be, tied they'd be tied at the end of the series. If they get two, they're up by two. Too, and then right? the Yankees are home, or the Red Sox are home against Baltimore for three, Yankees for four. Boy, what a so. series that could be! I know could be a, could that could be might have a fun to make a little trip series. there. I know, maybe. Um, so i I think the Red Sox. I think they're still in pretty good shape, Jimmy. I don't. You, I don't know if you need to worry. Well, all that much again. I'm going to say it for the fifteenth show in a row. I just cannot see the Orioles sustaining it, and making. it. I just can't. And we At have some said that all point, year. It's got to happen.
2: You're going to be saying that on Halloween. You know, you can't imagine them winning Game Six of the World Series. I know.
0: I mean, they have been historically horrible pitching. They're, they're, their starting rotation I is just disgusting, but they Yeah, win. but we
2: just talked about two teams that have no really players that stand out, the Yankees and the Mets. Sometimes it's just chemistry.
0: Well, I guess. And they, you do, think of, uh, they do hit the hell out of the ball, that's
2: you think? Sure. You mentioned Oakland winning that game. Would you think of Bob Melvin doing the challenge during the no-hitter? Is it fair game because they're trying to win, or is it a un, little unsportsmanlike?
0: Well, yeah, he's, Eighth trying, inning. he's trying to win the game. I, I, I kind of understood it. Um, it sucks that we have a situation in baseball where there's that opportunity. Um, I guess I shouldn't say that. I think that replay generally has been good for the game because we are getting all these wrong calls correct now. Like 99% of the time, they end up making the right call after the replay. Sometimes they haven't. But, and and we'll talk, talk about that. We're going to talk about one at the end of the show. Yeah. But, yeah, hey, it's, it's Major League Baseball, Jim. It's not There's no gimmies here. He had, he had to challenge it, he challenged it, and he, you know, fine. Well, you okay. tweeted
2: last night something, and I didn't really, because I had criticized Bob Melvin for that move, and a lot of it was my heart. I mean, I just couldn't believe that the guy lost a no-hitter on a challenge. But, you know what, it was the right call. But you tweeted last night, like, why Tampa Bay made all these pitching changes, and you said, why are they even caring, who cares? And I was going to write back to you, Baltimore cares,
0: Toronto cares and, and that's why Rivers. he's doing it. I was just aggravated because the game yeah. was taken forever that I game mean, you the would eighth, want the same thing from uh, the, I would the eighth inning to that game last night oh, just I know. took like an hour it, it was just, on and he's trying to save his job uh, I, I get it so yeah. but you know what he ended up getting burned in the end because I also tweeted that if you recall right yeah he makes that pitching change his pitcher that he had out there was a left-hander I think got the first two guys in like three pitches so there's two outs in the ninth inning the guy's throwing great he takes him out because there's a right-handed batter. He Brings a righty in home run. I know. Just managed yep. by feel. This is Girardi's. The biggest fault I have with Girardi. And there's Kevin Cash for the Rays. Same thing. The guy, what was wrong with the, what the guy was doing? Overmanaging. Overmanaging. And they lost the game. Good for them.
2: So anyway, we got a great weekend coming up. Can't wait to talk next week about how this AL East is shaping out. It's going to be, could be very well that, that final week, that yeah. final weekend. You know I what mean, you got to worry
0: about this weekend? Josh Donaldson. I think he was 0 for 9 in that Yankee series. He's, He's a bear. <laughs> he is. He is. He's going to be an angry he is dude. He a pain in the butt. I know. Your Red I Sox know. need to play really they gotta well win this weekend. I want to
2: win tonight, and then whatever happens, happens. Yeah,
0: you like getting that first game. Oh, my You gosh. like getting the first game of a
2: series. Because you know what? The bullpen is just not good. It's just not. It's yeah. not good. Um, my son and I didn't even know. And here we follow the Red Sox. We didn't know Tommy Lane was on the Yankees. Can you believe it? Oh, yeah, yeah. We saw him. and We were like, wait, what? And he goes, is that a mistake? I go, well, no, they're showing him. And then we looked it up. It was <laughs> three him. weeks ago.
0: He's actually pitched pretty well for the Yankees. He's yeah. been a good left-handed pitcher for them. They love to
2: steal those guys that get released by the Red Sox. <laughs> so this week in baseball, some fun, fun stuff. This may be the best pitch nine-inning game in baseball history. 1965, Sandy Koufax pitches his fourth no-hitter, a perfect game against your Cubbies, fanned 14 batters. It was a one nothing victory. Cubs pitcher Bob Hendley allowed one hit, a double by Lou Johnson. That's
0: a pretty good game. That's one a pretty good game. And that date, September 9th, 1965, <gasps> my wife's birthday. The day she was born. Are you serious? On that date. The today, actual day. Today is her birthday. It's September 9th today. Yeah, she was born on that day. So Isn't that cool. They should have called her Sandy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
2: 1989, five days after hitting a home run for the Yankees, Deion Sanders returns a punt 68 yards for a touchdown yeah. in his NFL debut. That's clutch, I have to admit, yep. with the Falcons. Big, you know, uh, no surprise. First player to accomplish both these feats in the same week, at, like, like there'd be a lot of them, right? Right out, right? Bo Jackson that was a very interesting time. The Bo Jack- well, the Bo Jackson could have done it, right. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that was a cool time. Um, Mark McGuire broke Roger Maris' record yes, in 1998. Now, do you remember, did you feel the love then, or were you bitter because it was a Yankee yeah, record? Yeah, I didn't like
0: no like, <laughs> right, you kidding me? I didn't want that record ever to fall No. You know, did you like McGuire? That was before we even knew they were all on steroids, but I didn't mind McGuire. I felt taken by the McGuire Sosa hugging. And, well, I know, you know, I know They're probably
2: exchanging uh, I mean, if VEDs, anybody, if anybody
0: I was rooting for Sosa because I'm a Cubs fan, but really, I, I didn't want that record to be touched That was kind of those ones that you hope would stay forever and and it didn't, sadly.
2: And I, I told my son this last night. I, I'm i by no means a Yankee lover. I don't like the Yankees at all. But, you know, as you grow older, you, turn, you tend to appreciate things. That dynasty was really something from the 96 to 01, you know, that whole era where they were in the World Series and mm-hmm. won four of them. And I was blessed to be at the 98, 99, 2000 World Series. 1998, this week in baseball, the Yankees clinched the AL East. September 9th, I think it was. Yeah. Earliest in American League history by beating the Red Sox. They're 20 and a half games ahead of the Red Sox at that point. Sal, their record, 102 and 41. Amazing team. We think the Cubs are good. The Cubs got like 81 wins right now. The Yankees had 102 wins. the
0: Cubs have 89 wins.
2: 89 wins. I'm sorry, 89. 102 and 41. I
0: know. That team started 1 and 4 that
2: year. (laughs) Think
0: about that. They They started 1 and 4. 114 and then 11 in the playoffs. Yep, 125 wins. They were really a
2: great team. And they weren't a great team because they had great players at every position. But, I mean, I would take Scott Brocious over anyone since at third base. I yeah. mean, well, you A-Rod. know, over it. Oh, I would take him over a You would take Brocious over a In A-Rod? the playoffs? Playoff game tomorrow. You uh, want a or Brocious? I don't Brocious? know about that. I That's what would, I'm saying. I think I would take Oh, no, A-Rod not for still. his career. All right. Well, you but, know what?
0: It's very easy to make the argument that that Yankee dynasty, 96 to, well, basically 2001. They lost, but 2001 that might be the greatest dynasty in baseball history because, because of what they had to go through. Exactly. It's a right. playoffs back back in St- Casey Stengel's days, well, the Yankees they had won to win five in a row. They, they had, had to, to win they had to win four games yeah. to win the World yeah. Championship. Yeah. I mean, and they were I always mean, the, Well,
2: never know, but they probably wouldn't have won five in a row. And
0: they were always the best team, so it, you know, great great for the Yankees, give them credit, but geez, I mean, now you got to win 11 <coughs> games, play three series to yeah. win the championship. It's, it's very true. That I think that 96 of 2001 team was probably the the dynasty of all dynasties for the Yankees.
2: They're a very likable team, too. I mean, like, person to person. Like, I remember going with my buddy Matt to watch the games. Like, who's the most disliked guy on the team? And I think we thought it was Gene Nelson, and it wasn't. he wasn't even that bad a guy. Jeff, Jeff Je- Nelson. Jeff Nelson. Yeah. I thought I knew that was wrong. Jeff Nelson, and he was just a little prickly, but he, you know, well, well it turns out that, you know, you're uh, Chad uh, Curtis. Oh,
0: Chad Curtis.
2: Who's behind bars, as a we A total speak. jerk, yeah. 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 You know, yeah. Who knew then, though? Remember he was calling out Jeter for things? Yeah, I know. Of all
0: guys, right? Chad
2: Curtis uh, and P- and calling out Jim Gray. Wouldn't talk to Jim Gray. <laughs> yeah, the Pete Rose. That's thing. right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, of all a, people, though, he Chad was a Curtis. jerk. Rotten right hell, man. Right, right in jail. <laughs> <laughs> My pet peeve of the week: the Gwinnett Braves make the International League playoffs with a sterling 65 and 78 record. How? Because they won the International League South. As we tape this, they're tied in their best-of-five series with Columbus. Your Scranton uh, Rail Riders. I was going to say Yankees. The Yankees team. Uh, are up 2-0 in their series with Lehigh Valley. Scranton finished sale, 91 and 52. Darn good record. 10 and a half games ahead of the Red Wings, who won 81. Now the last time the Red Wings won 80 games was 1997. That great 97 team only won 83 games, this team won 81. And they won the championship. And they won the whole championship, the first year at Frontier Field. So it's very unfortunate.
0: That is, that kind of sucks. So if Scranton
2: plays Gwinnett in the Governor's Cup finals, they'll have a 26 game advantage. In the in the regular season, yeah. it's got to be a record.
0: That's yeah, I would think that's gonna. Well, that's, what what team has ever qualified for the playoffs? It's a joke. Sixty-five and, and seventy. They celebrated
2: like World War Two was over. I mean, like you know, good for them. Gwinnett, the Braves need something to celebrate. So good, good for, for them. Gwinnett.
0: All right, one more break. Yeah. All right. If you're listening from out of town, and Mister Zweigel's products, Calabresella's Deli ships them to uh, ships like Abbott's frozen custards, Zweigel's white and red hot and sausages, Country Sweet sauces, and much more. <laughs> 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 <and much> Order online <laughs> <laughs> We will be right back to wrap up the show.
1: For the biggest, juiciest submarine sandwiches in Rochester, visit Cellar's Deli on Buffalo Road and Gates. Sink your teeth into one of our signature hot or cold subs, including the Dominator, Colon Kicker, Italian Stallion, Assorted and more. Eat in, take out, or have us cater your next event. Visit us before your next backyard barbecue. We offer a full line of Zweigel's Hots, Sausages, and Deli Meats. Calibre Cellas Deli, 1386 Buffalo Road in Gates.
0: And welcome back to Inside Pitch. We are closing it out in the bottom of the ninth here. And, Jim, let's talk about something that happened. Um, we just talked about replay. Yes, we just talked about replay briefly, and replay failed miserably in the, in the Indians-Astros game. Well, the right
2: replay didn't sure. fail. The rules of replay failed because they could not review the play. So, basically... Astros Indians huge game for both teams and I think it was the second inning and Lonnie Chisenhall of the Indians ball hits the dirt hits his bat it's clearly a foul ball Jim Joyce the home plate umpire doesn't see it bases are loaded he thinks it's a wild pitch because he bunted the ball and it, it went off
0: this way so well, he checked his swing and there was he thought it was a wild he pitch he didn't bunt
2: it or he didn't bunt the ball he checked his swing it, it right Jim Joyce says wild pitch Runs keep coming home as the catcher's arguing with the umpire. Which is stupid. It is stupid. Play. But it's also stupid and inexplicable why Jim Joyce would call timeout during the middle of a play and cost them a, a third run. For whatever reason, the rules say you cannot review this play. He could overturn it. By consulting with the umpires, he says not one of the other umpires saw the ball hit yeah. the foul ball.
0: Uh, that was unbelievable. You know, last night in the Yankees game, they called a balk, uh, and I forget who it was. I think Holder, the kid who struck out eleven. Mm-hmm. Red yeah. Red. They called a balk, and the, the the winning the go ahead mm-hmm. run, tying run, a uh, run was going to score, and the umpires conferred and reversed it. So there was a situation where you know what? Let's think about this for a second. What did you see? And they, you know, they made the call that what happened was McCann was putting signals down, and the guy was like, he wanted to have, have the signals done over again, and the umpire thought that he had come set and then moved his glove. Well, that wasn't the case. In this case, they conferred, they got it right. In that case, I can't imagine that those four umpires got together and couldn't say, "Wait a minute, this is what happened." And you know, how could the second base? It's got to be a foul ball.
2: I mean, I, I just—it's inexplicable. Know. You're right. And you know.
0: I, I guess
2: replay's fine. If it went away, I'd be fine with it, too, because I love the human element. But it does get a lot of things right. But how can you not have it where it, could, it did decide the game? Yeah. And what if that was the World Series? You know, we we laugh it off now because it's just another game. But what if it was the World Series? I know. Can I you mean, you remember, you remember the play with Boston? Who's the third baseman? Uh, um, Will Millbrooks where the, the he tripped the Cardinal guy up? Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah I mean, you know, if we didn't have replay to watch that 100 games. You teams. know,
0: replay, I, I, like I said earlier in the show, it, I'm not a great fan of it, but I have to admit, it does get almost every play right. There's only a few times you look back and they say, how did they they not reverse that or whatever the call would be? But what I can't stand, Jimmy, and what they've got to change is this constant, the manager holding up, looking at his video guy to see what the replay. You know what, to me, the umpire, Michael Kay made this point last night, and he's right. The umpire has to make a snap judgment right then and there. The manager should have to make a snap judgment. Yeah. If you really think that the umpire blew the call, yeah, right. then say challenge it. If you miss, then too bad. So it would make managers be less emotional, perhaps, and less, you know, jumping at every call is wrong. Every one of these players, Jim, are always, they make the tag and they point. Always point, check it, check it, check it. Yep. We got 10 times they're checking plays to see if the umpire got it right. The umpire usually does have it right, too. How's that different
2: football? Do they check first?
0: Football? Well, they have they have challenges.
2: But they have to throw the flag. I they mean, do, do they look first before? They've they got
0: throw. guys upstairs. Don't forget, there's a 35 second play clock That's or right. whatever it is in football. 40 seconds. They have time to see the you know to see the replay up there. In baseball, you're just wasting time by checking the video. They do have time for their people upstairs to check. And then if they're not quite ready, but they think it's still the wrong call, they'll throw the challenge flag. That's how it works in football. And I think you get two. I think you get two in football. And if you if you win both. You get a third, I think, is how it works. Right. But all I know is they need to address the issue of the managers every time there's a cosplay. calling his video guy, waiting 30 seconds to see what happens. Those are the things that are slowing down the game of baseball. You're looking for ways to speed it up. That's a way to speed it up.
2: And before we go, you just took a trip with your daughter to Wrigley Field. Yes. talk about that.
0: Drove to uh, Chicago last week. Saw the Pirates-Cubs uh, twice. Cubs won both games. I've now seen the Cubs beat the Pirates three times this that's year. That's right. Because I went to Pittsburgh and they also won. <laughs> Wrigley Field, if you haven't been, it's just it's a great, great place yeah. to be. My, my daughter had never been there. She's not a Cubs fan at all. She's a Yankee fan. And she was really taken by the atmosphere yeah. outside the ballpark, all the fun stuff that's going on. We had dinner in the Cubby Bear mm. the first night, right across the street. Um, so that was really cool. The, the area around Wrigley Field is amazing. They're developing. They're building a hotel right next to the ballpark mm-hmm. now. Um, all kinds of stuff—the the the outfield, the buildings where all the seats are—you should see that now. That is a whole cottage industry at this point. It costs a lot of money to sit there, sure. unfortunately. In fact, I even we walked by um, the first night. We walked around the ballpark, and there was a you know a security guard out in front of the building. I said, "Any chance I could just go up and take a look?" Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, couldn't even, you know, just go up and look. They don't, they don't let you. So there's a lot of commercial things that have probably changed Wrigley through the years. It isn't quite the same experience for fans because it is more corporate, but it's still the greatest ballpark outside of Fenway in baseball. Both night games, right? Both night games, which is nice because it was hot. <laughs> yeah. And I really didn't want to – well, actually, I'm, I'm sorry. The first game was steaming hot. The second night it wasn't. It was blow, The wind was blowing 20 miles an hour in, and it was a nice, comfortable – you know, 70-degree night, yeah. beautiful night for baseball. Awesome. So, yeah, Wrigley Field is great. If you haven't been there, you got to get there. All right, Jim, are we done? Yeah. All right, for Jim Mandalero, I'm Sal Mayorana. Thanks for watching Inside Pitch. Uh, remember, the, the podcast is on iTunes. If you type in um, Inside Pitch, it'll pop up and go to Rock Sports Net and look at the, uh, the website there, Channel 18, and the replay of this will be there as well. So, again, for Jim and I, am Sal, and have a good week.